Hi, I'm Lauren from Papyrus and for episode 10 of the Papyrus Hopecast, we're chatting to Love Island star and fitness guru Anton Danny Luke. Anton was a contestant and finalist on 2019's Love Island and since leaving the villa, he's used his platform to help promote physical wellbeing. Anton has previously opened up on social media about struggles he had as a child and bullying that he experienced and how this affected his confidence. We caught up with Anton in February 2020 while filming for our campaign Bedtime Stories Chapter 2 in Manchester and we talked about his time on Love Island, his experience with online bullying and trolling and also his goals for the future. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Papyrus Hopecast. joining us today Anton and um, so we're going to ask you a few questions yeah. for our Papyrus Hopecast um, and the first question is how did you come to apply for Love Island in 2019? Oh you're going to love this story. I love this story. <laughs> <laughs> I love this story. Uh, right so it's quite a long one but mm-hmm. we've got time. Right so I wanted to make a kids exercise DVD about three years ago and I was listening to a motivational speaker at the time and he basically said that success leaves trails. Mm-hmm. So find someone that's doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. follow the, the trail back and basically copy it. And so I looked up what is the most successful exercise DVD of all time in the UK. Can you guess what it was? Mr Motivator. No. No, no idea. Charlotte Crosby's body class. <laughs> right, so I thought, okay, right, it's Charlotte Crosby's. So I looked up her management team. And it was a company called Bold Management. So from there, I uh, got my mum to phone up for some reason. I, I thought it'd be a little bit more professional, my mum yeah. phoning up than phoning up myself. I don't know why. <laughs> um, so she did. She phoned up and she said, look, my son's looking to buy a kid's exercise DVD. Would you be interested? And the guy on the phone was like, well, who's your son? Mum was like, Anton Daniel Luke. He owns the fitness business. He's been working with kids for the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. And the guy was just like, is he a celebrity? Mum's like, no, he's not a celebrity. And he said, look, I'm sorry, I'm only dealing with celebrities. So my mum basically turned around because the way she is, she's just my biggest fan. She went, listen, have you seen my boy? The guy just started laughing. He's like, look, with all due respect, I don't really care. We only deal with celebrities. And um, she went, no, listen, just let me send you a few pictures of my son. That's all I'm asking. And then I'll leave you alone. And I think the guy just wanted her off the phone. So he was like, right, yeah, there's my address. Just send me over some yeah. pictures. So she did, and the guy ended up phoning back within 10 minutes, and he asked to speak to me. So I came on the phone, and he was like, look, are you up for doing this programme, that programme, whatever? And at the time, I had a girlfriend, so I was like, I can't do that. The guy ended up following me on Facebook and Instagram, and over the years, he was just like, do you fancy doing this? Do you fancy doing that? And I was like, nope, nope, nope. So January last year came, so mm-hmm. a year ago now, and on my Facebook, it comes, Anton becomes single. And I get some message from the same guy, you're up for the Love Island this year. Mm. And yeah, the rest is history, obviously. Oh, I ended up going through amazing. the application phases and, and got on the show. Um, but it's amazing because I never ever wanted fame or anything like that. That was never yeah. what I was about. I wanted to make a kids' exercise DVD yeah. um, three years ago. Yeah. And then now I've brought in my own fitness app. But not only that, I'm going around schools um, promoting health and wellbeing to kids. So I'm getting to do something that That's I've always wanted awesome. to do. So... Yeah, a little bit of a long story and probably not your traditional how you got in Love Island story. No, I but, love that. But yeah, I got, I got my platform and now it's just all about using it to to do good. So yeah, that's why I'm here today as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And thank you so much again for yeah, coming no along. No problem at all. 
Um, so we were wondering because yeah. we're big Love Island fans ourselves. Okay. So what was life like on on Love Island? Life on Love Island. It's do you know what? It's true what they say. I'm sure you've heard it a million times. You have your highest highs and your lowest lows, and I've, that summer will always be the summer that changed my life completely. Yeah. Yeah. But actually, when you're on the island, it's um, it's not what you think. I mean, you think that you just go on holiday. There's all these hot people around you, and you just <laughs> chill out. But you're not. You're you're very much. Like having to stay up quite late. I mean, some days we were up to like five in the morning oh, and things really? like that. Yeah, which you don't see. We don't actually get to see the time, but there were some days oh. it was starting to get light. And so that's another thing. We used to try and guess the time just by where the sun was. <laughs> yeah. So you almost become like a caveman. Um, <laughs> obviously, there's no phones, nothing like that. But it's just a surreal experience and one you'll never ever experience again in your yeah. life. So, I mean, I loved every second of it. Would I do it again? Probably not, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's an amazing experience, of course. And before you said that you d- you didn't go on for fame or anything, yeah. but I guess once you you went in, you said yeah. you you didn't have that fame before, but then after you went on Love Island, you had that fame once you you came out. Yeah. Um. So what was it like from going to not being famous before yeah. and then coming out and having that fame? Yeah, it's mad. I mean, the way I always describe this is you walking to the airport to go on your holiday. Yeah. You walk through the airport, no problem at all, no one knows who you are, no one even looks at you twice. Yeah. And then you come out and literally the whole UK know who you are. Yeah. And I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say this, and I don't mean to sound big-headed when I say this, but when you come out of Love Island, you're probably one of the most famous people in the country at that specific point. Yeah. Um, it's quite... I, just got, I literally just got goosebumps as I say that. <laughs> um, it's quite a strange experience because you're going from not seeing anyone else out with the Islanders or the producers mm-hmm. to then everyone wanting to speak to you and talk to you and pictures with you and you just have no choice but to adapt. You don't even get like a... I think other than Love Island, other people, like it's, you slowly progress to fame. So whether you're, yeah, it's yeah. a gradual progression whereas we're just nothing to massive. And it's a little bit... takes a bit of time getting used to, for yeah. sure. Um, I made a lot of mistakes when I came out that... Now I know not to do, just yeah. like maybe liking things, unfollowing certain people or following oh, certain yeah. people. <laughs> you know, it's just certain things that you you would just naturally do. Yeah. But you, you can't do that now. And I'm, it just takes time to adapt. And I'm still learning every single day. But again, I'm, I, I love every second of it, to be honest. I yeah. really, really do. That's amazing to hear. And I guess it is a massive learning curve. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Sounds overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, really it is. It's mad. It's, it's mad. But like I said, you just you don't even have time to think about it. You just have to do it do you get told anything before you you come home as in like this this could potentially happen and and this is how you could cope with it yeah we have um we've got access to a psychiatrist we also have a meeting with like a social media person how to deal with your social media yeah and because again going from like a few thousand followers to over a million or just under a million whatever people have got some sometimes more yeah and it's a lot to deal with and you need to be very aware of what you're posting because you're you're a massive influence and a lot of people now so then you have all the meetings and they try and prepare you as much as possible but I'm a big believer with things like that until you until you do it you don't really know what to expect so yeah. you can get told this is what to do that's what to do but until you're actually thrown into it you just deal with it in your own kind of way yeah definitely <clears throat> and you've, you've named like the, the positives as well and, and some things yeah. that that you struggled with but is there anything that you thought actually this, this is really difficult since I've come out could you um, pinpoint one thing or? Do you know what? I mean, I've got to admit, and I'm still very grateful for it. I'm very, very lucky in the sense that when I came out by maybe 99% of people, I'm genuinely loved. Like, um, 
um, I, I feel I came across the way I am yeah. um, as a person, so it's been good. But when I looked back at the, I don't know if you know this, but I was favourite to go out week one. Really? Yeah, I yeah, I was know. really, really hated week one just because of my VT. Um, just came across cocky and arrogant, which is fine um, because I, no one put the words into my mouth, but there was a lot more said in that interview about how I am now. That's where I was when I was younger. Right. And um, a lot, of, I think if I'd came out to that, it would have been a completely different story. So, and I know a lot of the others have come out stuff like that, and right. it's not nice to deal with. I know a lot of them have maybe dealt, dealt with death threats and things like mm-hmm. that. And it's just horrible because that's not what we go on there for. We go on to find love. Yeah. And <laughs> I just. What's up with that? And and of course, obviously, to better your life as well. Yeah. Um, I think we'd be lying if we said that we don't go on it for that reason as well. So, yeah. Um, we don't. I don't think any of us, no matter what we say or what we do, on there deserve that. Not at no. all. And I guess that really reflects on the story that you've told today for for us, for yeah. the Paris, for bedtime stories, which yeah. is Benji and the keyboard warrior. Yeah. Those kind of things you've said there about death threats. Yes. It it it's something that's so scary that that happens that that's yeah. said to another human being. Of course and. For me, as a kid, I was victim to bullying as well when I was younger because I was overweight as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got it quite tight and that's something that, again, another reason why I want to use my platform for for young kids out there just to let them know that, you know, I was there as well, I've been yeah. that kid. But the thing is, for me, when I was a kid, was you'd go to school, you'd get it at school, yeah. when you came home there was nothing. Exactly. Whereas kids these days now, they've got their phones, they've got social media, um, and there's no hiding for them. And it's, it's just a horrible place, and I feel like there needs to be a lot more done for, for yeah. kids. Yeah, absolutely. And you've been really open about your own struggles as well, your experiences yeah. of bullying on social media yes. as well. What would you say to a young person who's going through a similar experience right now, if you could give them any advice or any words? So for me, as silly as it sounds, I think you need to find inner contentment. Mm. You need to become happy with yourself. And when you find that inner contentment, which eventually I did find after years and years, it didn't matter what anyone said to me, what anyone thought about me. I was so confident within myself that it didn't matter. So hence why when I was on Love Island, for example, I was getting all these pies left, right and (laughs) centre. And if you notice, not one time did I let it get me down. I was just like, right, who's next? Let's go. Like, I was just ready. Because that didn't define me as a person, what these other people thought of me. Um, And I know that sounds really generic, but once you find that, you will just have total abundance in life. And as a young kid, I appreciate that it's very, very hard to learn that. But um, one thing, again, that I I teach to a lot of kids and I believe that changed my life is exercise and activity. Um, I believe that activity, I don't like to use the word exercise because I feel strong, it's just more about even moving. It's um, the most underutilised method in making yourself feel good. So get up, move, get active, and that naturally releases certain endorphins that's going to then make you feel better. When you start to move more, you start to look better. When you start to look better, you start to feel better. And it's just a nice cycle. And and that's personally what happened with me. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to promote towards kids. And yeah, I always say if I can make one kid's life better, I'm doing something right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it sounds as though that was a bit of a journey for you to yeah. having that realisation and getting there. So that's excellent advice for any young people who might be listening to this. Lots of young people who contact our helpline, Helpline yeah. UK, 
something that's contributing to their thoughts of suicide is bullying. Yes, of course. And things related to appearance as well comes up quite a lot. Yeah. So I think that is some really, really good advice as well. And I think it's important, I must add that in there as well, because a lot of these kids do watch Love Island. Yeah. yeah. And I think that they maybe see us guys with the six packs and the wounds with the bodies and that does yeah. give them that they have to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I teach the kids. I, I was overweight as a kid and never in my wildest dreams. My, my initial thought wasn't, I want to go and have a six pack and I want to look a certain way. Yeah. I just want to feel better. Yeah. And then when I started to do that, then I got there. So what I would say to a kid out there is if, if it is you're getting bullied for your overweight, um, just one step every single day, a small step, 1% every single day is 365% at the end of the year. So don't look up to like someone like myself and think, oh, I need to look like that. Or, mm. and, you know, just get more active today. Yeah. A little bit more active tomorrow. Drink a little bit more water. And then before you know it, these small steps make massive ones in the end. So... That's, that's what we'd say. You've been working with us today and recording yep. for our campaign, yep. Bedtime Stories. Yep. Um, and mentioned before, you read a story today called Benji and the Keyboard Warriors, yes. which is about online trolling. Yes. Something lots of young people experience. Um, is this something you feel you can relate to? Perhaps something you've experienced after Love Island? Well, again, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, people just love to hate, don't they? Mm. I mean, I have people that follow me and they'll send me abusive messages and I just mm. think to myself, why do you follow me? Yeah. Um, even to the point where, the, obviously we heard the news about Caroline yeah. um, and I wrote a nice post on social media about it and obviously most nine out of ten comments were amazing but there were still people criticising us for putting up this post. Yeah. So... I totally get it with the online trolling um, and sometimes you can find yourself, you can feel it like bothering you slightly, yeah. um, but the way I look at it is it's just someone behind a keyboard that probably isn't happy within herself yeah. Yeah. and that's why they're doing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't take it too personally, but again, that's came with years and years of yeah. experience. I'm, I'm 25 now, I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not a kid, so I can imagine for these young kids it's it must be horrible for them. And, and like I say, Charities like yourself are doing things to, to help it, which is which is amazing. Here is a clip of Anton reading the story of Benji and the Keeble Warriors as part of our Bedtime Stories Chapter 2 campaign, which aims to alert parents to the dangers that children and young people face online and on social media every day. Hi, my name's Anton Danielik. Now settle down for a bedtime story. It's called Benji and the keyboard warrior. The sun was setting, Benji began to yawn. Laptop open, he saw a keyboard warrior born. For his supper, it's usually toast and jam. Today, it was mean comments on the gram. The warrior typed quickly, not stopping for air. I hate your guts, Benji, especially your hair. You should kill yourself. You should end your life. If you don't, I'll introduce you to my knife. Benji was so shocked and he began to fret. It's not every day that you're met with such a threat. He started to reply, but then he stopped to pause. Adding fuel to this fire wouldn't help the cause. He could hit back, but no, he thought. I'll just press this button, the one March report. The warrior vanished, never to be seen, and Benji fell asleep deep into a dream. Papyrus can help before it can spread. What does your child read before bed?
You can watch the full film over on our YouTube channel, as well as three other films in the campaign starring Michael Sheen, Julie Hesmanshaus and Carrie Hope Fletcher. campaign for at Papyrus is trying to make social media suicide safer. Yes. Um, Social media has grown so much in not that much time as well. And it's been quite difficult, I think, to safeguard against that. Mm -hmm. But this is something we're really passionate about in working together with different social media platforms and how we can improve that, make it safer for the young people that use it. Um, How do you think we could make social media a safer place? I think a lot of the trolls actually make fake profiles. Yeah. Mm. So if there's a way that you can, your ID has to be maybe yeah. approved beforehand that it is the actual person that says it is. Yeah. And yeah. Something th- to stop those troll accounts. Exactly. Um, I think that would be massive because, but there is obviously the kids that are maybe well, the kids know mm. at school, but I just, I personally don't think social media should be for such a young age yeah. as well, in my yeah. opinion. Um, I don't know how people feel about that, but when you mm. see kids 13 and things on social media, yeah. it's, it's, it's... It's a difficult one, I suppose, with all the negative things that can be brought with social media, like we've been discussing, keyboard yeah. warriors, trolling. There's also lots of young people that find so much support and comfort in social media as well. Yeah. There's people yeah. who speak to at Hopeline who perhaps outside of social media don't really speak or connect with the people um, so I suppose it's a bit of a balance yeah it is of course that is no, you're right in that as well yeah. and I, I think even from my point of view there's like there will be the young fans that even yeah. just love to just see what I'm doing on a daily basis mm. and I get that as well and they do like to communicate um, with even sometimes they can communicate with celebrities and things like yeah. that as well so no I get, I get exactly what yeah. you're saying there but there definitely has to be something yeah. done um, but what that is. I do not know. <laughs> That's not, not know. We've not brought you here. Yeah, like, I can solve a lot of problems. <laughs> no, but um, thank you so much. We have come to the end of our questions for our podcast. Um, but yeah, we are so grateful that you're here and that you've been able to do this with us. Well, so. Thank you so much for having thank me. Thank you. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for listening to Papyrus Hopecast and for your part in making suicide part of everyday conversation. Sometimes listening to these stories can be difficult, so if you're a young person struggling with thought of suicide or if you're worried about a young person, you can contact Hopeline UK on 0800 068 4141. You can also text 07860 or email pat at papyrus-uk.org